The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus proposed a parable to the crowds. The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? And he replied, No. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. And then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, First collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning. But gather the wheat into my barn. The Gospel of the Lord. Over the last several days during the week, we have heard Jesus speak of the kingdom of God with reference to the sowing of seed, to planting, and to the types of soil that receive it. He now takes that image and turns it in a different direction with this well-known parable of the wheat and the tares, the wheat and the weeds. And there are several levels of meaning to what at first glance is a simple teaching on the part of Jesus. And it relates to something that has been with us from the beginning. The fact that the world that we know and the hearts that beat within us are like this field in the parable. The good and the bad are present together. The wheat and the weeds are present in the world. And if we're honest, they're present right in here. And when we encounter these things, sometimes a very naive faith asks some understandable questions. Well, why does God let this happen? Why doesn't he just get rid of the evil? We see this socially as well. We identify a problem and we want to uproot it. We want to rip it out. There's a certain rush to judgment and a rush to action which can settle over us. Often, all the while, it involves ignoring the mixed character of our own lives and our own hearts. We can look at it in the church. Why doesn't someone stop X, Y, and Z? And the answer is, as, as Jesus gives us in the parable, be very careful. Because what we're talking about here are not simply plants that bear good fruit and plants that need to be uprooted and burned. 
we're really talking about human beings. We're talking about life. We're talking about people. And so one of the first things that Jesus is pointing out is the reminder that when God made the world and when God made the human heart, he sowed in it nothing but goodness. But an enemy did come, as we hear in the story of the Garden of Eden. And into the human heart and from the human heart into the world sowed the wheat of selfishness, sowed the weeds of injustice, sowed the weeds of deceit, sowed the weeds of violence, sowed the weeds of infidelity. And what we've had ever since in the world that fallen man made for himself and in the heart of man who allowed the enemy to sow sin within him, we have had a mixture of weeds and wheat ever since. But note the implication. Despite the evil in the world, despite the wickedness that can live in us, the heart is more than weeds. The world is more than wickedness. The difficulty is these things are together. And consider your own lives for a second, my friends. How many times, especially those of you who've been alive for more than 10 minutes, how many times in your life did you make a choice or do something thinking it was going to be good only to hurt yourself or somebody else for having done it? We know that experience, don't we? Notice how hard it is to tell the weed from the wheat. This is the next lesson. While the blades are just coming up from the ground, you can't tell them apart. Notice that it's not until they start bearing fruit that one can tell. And so the master of the household is very clear. Don't be so quick. Don't be so reckless. Don't assume you know the difference between the weed and the wheat. Because until they started bearing fruit, you couldn't tell. How interesting that is and how important that is. In our own hearts, we who like to judge so easily, we can't always recognize the sinfulness that lives within us until all of a sudden we're tripping over it, until all of a sudden it manifests itself in a way that destroys the peace of our home, until all of a sudden that desire we thought was good shows its true face to us. It's the same way in the world around us. The church is an imperfect body on this world because it is a community and a hospital of sinners. And that means as holy as the church is, as good as the church is, it's also filled with sinners. And note the mercy and the patience of the Lord here. Don't be too quick to root things out and cast them away. Because what would we have left? 
What a remarkable and healthy perspective this is. This is also why the Lord in his wisdom did not create the church to be a parallel society. Notice where the church is found and located. It's located in this same sin-fallen world. There's not a separate country that is the Catholic place, and only good Catholics are there. Notice that the Lord didn't do that. He sowed the good seed of the faithful out into this world so that his faithful could produce good fruit in a world that is choked with weeds. And again, the Lord says, this is part of our reality and part of the mystery. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world live side by side, and they mix into one another. And on this fallen side of eternity, we can't always tell them apart. And then, and then, Note the idea given that, and it's a very practical idea. How many of you have weeded a garden and pulled up the, a, a plant you want it to keep? Note what, note what the owner here says. Don't be so quick to yank the weeds now while they're still growing and while the plants are still bearing fruit because sooner or later when you grab that one weed, its roots are going to pull something else out that you want to keep. This idea of why can't we just simply squash wickedness is because there's always collateral damage when we try. When man tries to impose goodness on the world or in the church, what always happens is however many weeds you pull out, you lose good plants you lose goodness too. And the Lord is not about losing goodness for any reason. How different from us. We're willing to throw out a little bit of goodness if we can get rid of a lot of bad. The Lord isn't interested in losing any good. And at first glance, when we hear this, it almost sounds like God is a sucker. What, so we just let everything go? But that misses the bite of the ending of this. And the master says, no. You wait till the harvest. You wait till everything has to come up anyway. And then we'll do the separating. And then what is no good and has no value, that will be cast aside. But not one second before the end. And the reason Jesus tells us this parable is he wants to remind us, one, in our world and in our homes, we have weeds and we have wheat. And you notice like in our families, depending on the day, one of us is more wheat than weeds and the next day that changes. And so part of the message Jesus is saying is, you don't even know what day to do this on. If you do it today, you might get yanked up. And if you do it tomorrow, you'd be okay. So notice what he's saying. Until the moment of the harvest comes, nothing is definite. 
Nothing is definitely a weed. No one is definitely a weed. No one is definitely the wheat until the moment of the harvest. And that's when we know. And how will we know? The Lord of the harvest will make the judgment, not us. However off course my life is, while I am alive, that course can be corrected. However on target my life is, if I'm not careful while I'm alive, I can still go off course. And so note the wisdom in this. The Lord is recognizing that there's a little bit of flexibility here. While we are alive, none of us is absolutely weed or wheat. But as we live, our lives are moving in certain directions. And we want to make sure they're trending in the right one. The Lord is patient and merciful and kind. But this advice of the Lord is important as well, not just in general, not with regard, just regard to our relationship with other people. It's very important for a healthy spiritual life to take this as a lesson for how we care for our own hearts. The mistakes we can make are, there are times where we look at our lives and we, all we see are the wrong we've done, the bad judgments we've made, the places we've set ourselves up for trouble. And what do we begin thinking? I'm no good. I can't do this. Why would God care about me? Notice what we've already done. We've already looked at our own lives and declared ourselves to be weeds. Before God ever rejected us, we've rejected ourselves in his name. Don't do that. Don't do that. He's more patient with us than we are. But it's also a healthy reminder to that self-satisfied heart. Don't be too convinced of your goodness. Don't be too comfortable where you are, because the truth of the spiritual life is this. We have two hearts. One heart has been basically good all the time. And there's another heart that had surrendered itself to wickedness. And in recognizing that, breaks down in sorrow and seeks to be better. But while this second heart is trying to change, it's struggling with so many things that kills still keep tripping it up. And so it makes slow progress. And objectively, one can say it is still very sinful. But it is moving in the direction of goodness. And then there's the other heart that doesn't do anything very wrong, doesn't do anything obviously wrong, but also isn't moving forward. That heart is not as holy as that sin-afflicted heart 
trying to move in the direction of goodness. To the outside world, that heart is a weed. In the eye of God, that's the wheat. And that's bearing fruit. And the other one might once have been wheat, but it's stopped bearing fruit. Objectively to the eye, it's better. In the eye of God, that's a different thing. Because the issue is, which way is life going? And the Lord also tells us this parable so that when we are growing spiritually, we are also not too aggressive in trying to grow. Sometimes when a person decides to take his or her faith seriously, a common mistake is to try and change and correct everything in our lives all at once. I'm going to control my misuse of time. I'm going to control my language. I'm going to control my lack of patience. I'm going to control my, I'm going to control everything. I'm going to bring it all in line. You know what else happens when we start pulling up all those sins at once? There goes our patience. There goes our ability to live easily with others. There goes a lot of other things that we need because we're too aggressive. And we don't even know in our immature hearts what is worth keeping and what isn't. So the Lord also encourages a certain spiritual prudence as we try to grow. Don't yank everything up at once. You're going to grab things you need. Pick one sin, one behavior, and work on that. And as you do that, you'll correct two or three more just automatically without even trying. But if you try and do everything at once, you'll exhaust yourself and make yourself angry. You'll likely give up, and you'll be worse than you were before, and your intensity of trying to make yourself holy in two weeks is going to make everybody you live with crazy. The Jesuits have a joke. Do you know what a Jesuit martyr is? He's the guy who lives with a Jesuit saint. <laughs> in other words, sometimes our pursuit of our own goodness makes life miserable and difficult for everybody else. That's not to say don't pursue goodness. It is to say, be careful of a certain proud intensity, which has already been corrupted. Be careful of that. What a remarkable lesson this is. And note how in the end, the Lord insists, oh, the weeds will have their day. But in the end, not now. It's not for you, it's not for me to say where that weed is today. It's just enough that we know that they're here, in the world around us and in the world within us. But the real job and the really beautiful thing is I might start as a weed, but I can become weed. And the Lord gives every single one of us enough time to do that. What a great gift that is. And in just a few minutes, the Lord of the harvest who sows good wheat it's going to be right here. And he is going to sow himself in our hearts today. The world, the enemy, sows selfishness within us. It sows pride within us. 
It sows lies within us. It sows ambition within us. We already have weeds in our heart. Weeds in our heart. The beautiful thing is the finest weed of all. Jesus Christ, great and powerful, longs to be sown in our hearts and in our lives. What a great thing today that we, as we come forward, can claim just a little more space for that beautiful wheat of the life of Christ to grow within us so that our lives truly, truly be fruitful today and most especially on that last day so that we can all hear the Lord of the harvest say to each and every one of us, come. Come to the place that I have prepared for you who have borne such fruit in my world. Amen.